Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with the good news. Hello, friend. It is Angie Austin with the good news. And we're going to start off with the good news of lying. <laughs> Isn't that thou shalt not lie in the Bible? Yeah. yeah, producer Dave's got a few issues. Michelle Betts is here and also Jennifer Bishop and myself, Angie Austin. Some of the good news gals will be joining us probably into the segment as well. And so we started talking about just school and, you know, my two kids started a brand new middle school. And one of them's really young to be in middle school. And I knew she had distraction issues. But boy, it's I might have to and I'm not kidding you guys. I don't think I can homeschool, but I might have to quit my job seriously to be able to help her get through school. Yeah. And as a parent, it's, I think that's what God calls us to do. If if this is that season, if this is, you know, they didn't ask to be born. We uh, my son tells me that all the time. Um, you chose me. <laughs> I didn't choose you. And I said, well, God did choose you for me. But yes, you're right. And that's uh, in a heartbeat. Uh, in her, yeah. There are legacy. I, but I don't think I could be a homeschooler, but I'm actually meeting with some homeschoolers this week. Mm-hmm. But I think that the math and some of the other things are a little past me. But I know n- now homeschooling is done like online. You can have teachers. We could actually have qualified teachers unlike myself. I mean, I was a straight-A student, but I don't know that I could be a teacher. Yeah, I, I don't think I have the patience for it. I know a lady who uh, you'll know her daughter swims at Smoky. She's a pastor. Yeah. Uh, yeah she's got her. a daughter who's homeschooling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Riley's Her, her daughter who just turned mm-hmm. 12 or 13. Yeah, yeah. This last week. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you should she's, talk. Her daughter's also super smart. But you know what? She was, the, the main thing is she was struggling at school. She didn't want to, it wasn't working out, and her mom. Well, you know what I don't like, speaking of struggling at a school? Because I know that family, mm-hmm. and the daughter is super smart and, and shy-ish. And uh, the situation with um, my daughter Already at school, um, she's had a boy make sexual gestures towards her, and then he, and then he was doing it in front of my nine-year-old too because he lives in the neighborhood. And then when she turned him in, she he harassed her on the bus, and I mean legit sexual gestures where there's no doubt what he's talking about, and she barely understands any of that stuff anyway. And the language is outrageous in middle school, and so that's yes. another as a Christian, that's another thing that's we get it, and that like she tells kids, well could you not use bad language around me? And then one's like, well, why? She goes, well, I'm a Christian. I don't swear. And my mom doesn't like it. And then um, she goes, well, I don't see your mom. And uh, so I'm a Christian too, but I can use bad language if I want to. Where's your mom? Like, it doesn't matter. She's not around. And she said, well, can it be around me like a no bad language zone? And then my (laughs) son says, why don't you just stop telling kids what to do? Because they won't like you when you tell them not to curse. And she said, well, I don't care. Like, she's, she tells them that it offends her. I think it's sweet that she is so... Uh, innocent. She's so innocent and naive to the fact that people 
there's going to be backlash. Right. Like, for her standing up for herself. Care. There is. Yeah. yeah. Good, good for her. Yeah. But yeah, her brother yeah, has a very good point. Yeah. He's that's like, how it is. Yeah. It's how it is. And don't try to school <laughs> Keep in mind, too, set. we're really lucky in Colorado because our homeschool system here in Colorado is amazing. One yep. of the best in the whole country. Well, and there's actually a special organization for Christians who homeschool. Mm-hmm. Is well, there? And I wouldn't, if it was really like legit, they have other teachers for their classes. And I understand there's one sister, there is. Rebecca Barth, who's been on our show a lot. She homeschools. And she told me there's an organization or a group that you can be in where the kids go to school one day, not a regular school, but with other homeschoolers. They have class together. And then the other four days, it's you at home with them, which I, I know isn't appealing to my daughter. But we've, my husband's already pulled her from all sports because she's forgetting assignments. And he's pulled, you know, all devices and, you know, every, he's taken every privilege away, even tried to take her fall break away. Mm. I mean, his thing is incarceration and studying. <laughs> no, and I feel like I'm not sure. I mean, based on what you've said about your daughter, I feel like that's punishment for bad behavior. Is she right. behaving badly, right. poorly, she's, she or is there something can, can that not? is going on there where she's forgetting, like she really just can't remember or can't you know like I, I have a really bad memory issues and I always tell my kids they're always like mom why are you always hounding us about where we put stuff and I'm like because I can't remember things and it really bothers me yeah when I'm running around the house looking for shoes or socks or whatever yeah so everything in my room has a place has a place yeah I don't like when he deviate yes. from that like I yeah. just like everything you're spending more here. time you're wasting yes. time yeah. yes or like well, especially if for uniforms for their different sports yes, that drives just me crazy me out. I've got a locker in the in the garage, garage to them and I'm like all your stuff goes in there all because the I can't stuff. handle the stress like yeah. I can't be looking around this giant house for all your stuff yeah and I think you, you know? touched on something important there too is like is there there's a difference between behaving badly on purpose right. and doing bad things right. right and then just kind of having this behavior because of something else that's going on right and we're gonna get to Dave next but I told Michelle like with my daughter uh, the, uh, the math teacher would be like okay I've just taught you a very complex uh, you know math uh, problem does ever anyone have any questions before the exam? And she'd shoot her hair up in the hand up in the air. Is that a new outfit? Because you look fantastic. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like that, you know, like that's what she like. She's so delightful. All of her teachers always. say she's a joy. She's always smiling. But if she hears someone talking or she sees a fan moving or a bird fly by, then she's going to get distracted. She Ooh, struggles shiny. to pay attention. That, Very that's much. different than like making a choice to be like, I'm going to disrespectful that off. or or <laughs> saying bad. Uh, Bad language. Mm-hmm. That's a choice. Mm-hmm. You don't My, just blurt out bad language. Dylan can't remember anything. And I've, I mean, I've never gone the route of saying you can't do the sports with him. But I have said, listen, I will write it on your hand at school and you will have like, you know, a note Marker, from mom written right. on your on your hand if you can't remember. Because like, you know, I can't let you flunk out of school because because you're not turning, turning in, in your stuff. assignments you're doing yeah. it you're not turning it yeah. in well, <laughs> he's done that it's like let's set up systems that work for them mm-hmm. right so yeah, we're working on that we're doing post-its with her we're putting them on mm-hmm. the door on the way out of the house exactly my, uh, my mother-in-law got like pink medical tape for her to wrap around her wrist and to write notes on her wrist for yeah, things good. that she needs yes. to remember so in- and then she has an agenda that every teacher is supposed to sign every day that confirms her homework and last week while I was out of town she remembered a, a grand total of zero times oh gosh well and you know this is where and, and i get it like teachers uh, believe me i have tons of friends that are teachers and it's hard it's really hard with eight they have eight periods yeah right. so how like, can they support 
you know, maybe set up an alarm system for her or, you know, um, you can, they probably can't have phones, but maybe, you know, it's like we want to be our children's advocates. Yeah, I I like that idea. Maybe Mm -hmm. if they would allow her to have an alarm go off on her phone to remind her to do stuff at the end of each period, that could be helpful for her. That's what I actually was talking to her about. Of course, like, you did. Getting the times <laughs> of each one, you know. Maybe uh, she could do that. Or, yeah, and, and I, th- I think and it message me before each class um, for me to remind you which things to ask yeah. about. And That's you could set it up. Me too. I have yeah, alarms for everything. It. I really can. I know this is where I'm supposed to be. This is calendar reminders. Amen. Are yeah, right. I put, yes. <laughs> and then sometimes I'll put something two times in my calendar because I want it to remind me yep. further out than the two weeks that it I says. have mine set so yes. it'll remind me every week the the last week's reminder yes. just in case I forgot yeah I repeat it and yeah. I have a reminder every day to record with my co-host we have mm-hmm. a segment we do together yes. when the bus is going to come in the afternoon See, so what we... time tutoring is and it goes off 15 to 30 minutes before the event so if I forgot about it I still have time to get there see and the, the thing is though us as adults we've learned to cope with yes, our forgetfulness. with our own right. yes your daughter issues. hasn't learned the coping skills yet yeah, right for it. so teaching, we just gotta help her work on that yep and what works she, for her i think she can do it i think she i know she can I remember my nephew went through a very similar stage where he would do all his homework and then just not turn it that's my son my son that was my son yeah like, you did it dude. i know like, just give it to i would teacher. find it yeah. crumpled <laughs> right. up in his bag and i'm like pulling it i'm like Chris, why didn't you turn this in? He goes, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's always an You did the work, and buddy. You know, the hardest, one of the hardest uh. things about having multiple children yeah. is that when all of your children are different, right. you know, like for me, yeah, my two girls, one. I never had to worry about this kind of stuff. And now I got to worry about it. I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah. Like yeah. I've been, on, you know, riding that gravy train for several years. Well, right. I never and, had to do anything. To it, right. And then when they get into middle school and they have eight periods, that's where this hit me like a ton of bricks this yes. year because it's so much to remember. They don't have one teacher that oversees them. Yes. And I'm doubling the tutor time she had with her. She has a tutor from her old school. That's uh-huh. her old teacher. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to take over other subjects besides math and help oh, me. good. Because he knows how to log into the system and get her assignments as yeah. much as we can. And each teacher's different, by the way. They are. Each teacher, you know, some teachers put the assignments in their file, some don't. And yes. so that also makes it uh, complicated as well. Do yeah. they get a planner um, at the beginning of the year? Do they give them like a Yes, they have. Planner? They give them and they, they teach them how to. Each class has its own tab. Each um, day has, there's an agenda. You write down your homework. It's put on the board each morning. There is like some continuity in how they teach the kids to handle each day and organize it. But it's very difficult for kids who have issues with organization yes, and memory. Yep. It'll be hard and, for Dylan. Yeah. Yep. And so, yep. so my thing is that I've, what I've been reminded of this year is that when your kids go to a new level of education, it's like it's a whole new world for them and it's a whole new set of struggles and it's it's a lot to to get I think used acknowledging to. it. It's a, it's a lot. I mean, yeah. starting sixth grade is a big deal. All of a sudden and the teachers like no in a feet with not coming from a feeder school. So she's also trying to right. make friends. So she doesn't know anybody. Right. The teachers I remember 
my oldest would be like, I swear they don't care about us, mom. I'm like, they do. But it's they're like different. tough. They're tough. They're trying, they're they're trying they to two ready. seven times. Well, like it might be eight, but eight times about 30. So it's over 200 students and they've got to memorize their names oh. and that some of them might have a special 504 plan or different learning plan. Yeah. yeah. I, it's a, it's a lot teachers. for the teachers. I agree. And it's a lot for the, it's a lot for the kids. That transition into middle school is not easy for anybody. No. I mean, it's just not. Mm-hmm. I mean, high school has been a struggle for my oldest. I mean, and she's always done well in school. But for her, I'm like, listen, sports are taking, you know, now she's got volleyball practice uh, after school and basketball is going to be even worse because basketball's Monday through Saturday. They're going to have something. Sunday's going to be her only day off. So I'm like, she's studying and she's working really hard. But I'm like, you know what? Did you study on the weekend? Did you do something on that Saturday or Friday after? Because I'm like, the thing is now, you know that your time is very limited when you're a student athlete. Uh, organizing your time here's, yeah. yes it's the here's most important thing you can thing do that I don't think our schools do a very good job what does it mean to study what does that mean like they say study right my kids will say I have no homework but they don't realize they have a test the next day right that is homework to study yeah. for exactly. the test they don't get that so you know and again love teachers not I'm not like but it's like okay study well tell me what does study mean Right. I told my right. kids last night, it's like practice, rep- repetition, like over and over again, sometimes right. memorizing something. Memorization. It, it some of it's memorization. Right. See, it's, now mm-hmm. my, uh, my, my Sienna, I mean, for her, she just gets it. Like, I never have to tell her. She told me last week, she's like, oh my gosh, mom. So she's got an A plus in math. And everything oh, else, I'm like, I don't get this kid. She can't be my kid. So she's got a A plus in math. And she's like, oh, so mom, I'm totally not getting math right now. I'm like, oh, really? And she said, yeah. So I've been like having lunch with the math teacher every day so I could do like work with her. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> she's like another, she's like on another planet. Like, I don't know how she came from me and Andy, but Lauren is more you know, she's like me. She does well, but she has she to work really hard, hard for it. Well. And I'm telling her, listen, I see you busting your chops after school every day. I see you're putting in the time. But now you're in high school. It's going to be harder. So you're going to have to work even on the weekends. You might have to go in early a couple times a week or use that free period to go into the teacher's class. Right. You have to advocate your, for yourself. It's yes, just harder. That's what I said, Huge. too, to Hope because she's so timid when it comes to approaching teachers yeah. or if they're like, well, I'm busy i'm like you have to be a team hope you have to be your own advocate well dave Always. you wanted to ask about your kids are younger than ours like preschooler right. age. i actually like listening to all your stories about all your kids because i'm like next you know my kids are going there next and so i'm like <laughs> I get a preview mm-hmm. uh yeah but my son is very imaginative and he's been i wouldn't call it lying but he's been lying like making up <laughs> stories calling, but he's been lying making he's up like, stories making that up aren't true story. yeah yeah well and like okay, this give morning us an example so like this morning <clears throat> He, uh, I had left for work because I was getting ready for the show, but uh, he told my wife that, oh, uh, because my wife said, hey, what are you looking forward to the most today at school? Because we always try to get them psyched, you know, and she, and both of my kids are like, show and tell. And and my wife's like, what are you talking about? I haven't heard anything about show and tell. And he's like, yeah, you take your thing and you hold it behind your back so nobody can see it. And then you go up in front of the class and you tell them all about it. You let them all see it. And it's this whole, and we're like, oh, okay. And then she texts my sister-in-law who goes to the same school that her kids go to the same school. And, <laughs> and she's like, I haven't heard anything about this. And then, uh, so they're, so my wife said, okay, I'm going to let you take something okay. to school. You know, they're okay. not supposed to take toys to school. All right. But so I'm she gonna got let, the toy. 
boy. So took it to school and then asked the teachers, like, hey, is there, like, show and tell today? And the teachers are like, what are you talking nope. about? <laughs> okay. So we are just, like, it totally tricked us. Very convincing. So I don't I know if he's thinking. lying or if it's, yeah, wishful thinking. He wishes like, he had show yeah, and tell. Like, Maybe. like he's excited to, like, hey, I'm going to start show and tell at the school. Right. Like, I know what this is, and I'm going to start something here. So oh, Okay, so I'm reading either. Parenting Magazine. Okay. So I told you, Dave, this is a good sign. This is a good sign. It says in Parenting Magazine, the fact this type of lying, so these making up stories, can be a sign of good things. See, I told you that we're the good news here. Preschoolers, actually in three to f- up to five, and you said he's five, right? Yeah, he'll be five soon, yeah. Yep. With higher IQs are more likely to lie. This Angela Crossman PhD. Oh, so I should be just a total liar. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Angie, I'm sure you things. were the biggest liar because of imagination. <laughs> See, Early. I cracked myself up. I needed that. I needed that today. Oh, that was good. That was rich. Early lying proficiency may also be be linked with good social skills. Oh, hey now. I'm can smart, get on. social. Yes. I, can, I can get my lie on. I've, yes. oh, I've been wasting years not lying. See? and But it says, of course, not. Not all kids' lies are trivial incidents and just can be laughed off. Because yours can be laughed off. That's pretty I funny, so, actually. Right. She like searches the house for just she... the right item to <laughs> yeah. bring to show I, and well, tell. How convincing oh, here's an he alligator's was. head. It has real teeth. This is perfect. I you think know? I was just baffled mm-hmm. by how convincing he was. All the details that he knew. Yes. Like, how does he know these things? Mm-hmm. I have, he's never done show and, and he's tell four, before. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He'll be five in December. Oh dear. Lord. I, I always try to think about why is this person exhibiting this behavior, and I feel like either they really want to show and tell, or there's something they really wanted to take to school like badly and they know they wouldn't be able to take it without saying that they were show and tell yeah or sometimes it's um you know like the fitting in factor yep. with school yeah. maybe yeah. they really needed to have something cool to fit in at school and were desperate to bring something to make themselves feel that actually makes sense because he he yeah. kind of has this competition with this kid Kellen at school, <laughs> and he's yeah, always. I'll bet you he didn't bring anything for right, show and well, tell. Imaginary well, show and tell. Like Your son won. See, that. right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. it's a, from a family of winners. So. Right. Well, but he so then somebody talked to him right and explained that makeup show and tell like that's that you can't make it up and make mommy bring something like, but you can have fun. And if you can say, hey, I wish we had show and tell in here. Here's how right. it works. I don't know if we've gotten that far yet because okay. we need to talk to him this today. This is all today. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's all morning. today. Live. <laughs> right. So a, wow. a couple of weeks ago, my I caught, my daughter didn't lie to me, but I caught one of my daughters Medium telling. Medium or oldest? Oldest. Okay, which is so I, not, doesn't seem like her. So there's not her. pressure now to fit there's in. Pressure, exactly. And that's why I was talking about, you know, why do people do things like that? So she embellished the truth on two occasions. And you caught her. Yes. The first time I heard it from somebody else, and I'm like, she said, what? what? That's not true. And then did you confirm with her that she did? Yes. Well, because okay. the second time, she's like, I lied because these boys asked me something, and I felt stupid telling the truth, so I lied. And I'm like... Honey, you do know the truth is going to come out. Like, right. They're going to see and that you don't ma- do that. Or can even <laughs> say, like, I mean, uh, it's not lying by omission if you just don't want to answer the question. Right. So that's another way around it. Yes. You know, like, why are you asking so many questions about me? You know? Right. But exactly. she's trying to fit in. She's yep. trying to fit in. Protect and her friends. She is so self-conscious. Because so, uh, she's 6'6". Six, six. She's 6'6". Six, six. So some boys asked her, they're like, you can dunk, right? And there was like a group of them like surrounding her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, baby girl, you cannot dunk. <laughs> You're like almost, <laughs> she's, she's getting there. As her legs get stronger with playing all this volleyball, I think she's going to get there. But right now it 
15. No, she's 14. She can't, she can't do it yet. Wow. But I think she will get, th- get there. I'm like, honey, and then she did tell me, she's like, I can't believe I did that, but I lied. I'm like, don't, don't lie to people. You don't want people to go around school she thinking was, that you're a liar. And I know yeah. why you did it, and I get yeah, it, yeah. but don't do it. And I tell you what, all these college coaches that are writing you letters and calling us and coming to see your games, they don't care that you can't dunk yet. Yeah, yeah you're 14. They care about yeah, everything else. Well, about with that you. said, and I understand that, that teen pressure and everybody stares at her. She's brand new at the school. How tall is she? Oh, my gosh, look at that girl. Because I've walked behind her, mm-hmm. and I've seen everyone stare at her. And yeah. the pressure is really immense for a, a for a child, it's for a, a child to mm-hmm. be stared at everywhere yep. she goes, mm-hmm. and to be asked, "How tall are you? How tall are you? How tall are you? How tall are you? How's the weather up there? How's the weather up there? How's the weather up there?" It's like O M G. I know, you know, and so I can kind of see why I she got felt it. like I've got, I got to say yes, I got to say yes. Yes, but good for you for saying to her, "Look, you don't have anything to prove." No, nope. and then I would say I'd use my humor because you know I've got a lot of that. She is very, <laughs> and humorous. I'd say, "Well, I guess you'll have to come to my game and watch and find out." There you go. That's a yeah. good one. Mm-hmm. I'll tell her that next because I'm sure you'll be very impressed. <laughs> you want to play sometime? Here's right. my card. It should be like Post tall up. girl. Post it up. should be like tall girl with like her Twitter handle or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tall girl. You know, hashtag. Yeah, she's got like she's got to like own it. Hashtag you can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag can't high five me, bro. All right, we'll be right back. The good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. God's Glory Boxes were started to help spread the glory of God, support Christian artists, and feed the hungry. At God's Glory Boxes, they get things from artists worldwide who share their love of God through their art, like paintings, jewelry, t-shirts, and pillowcases. Here's how it works. Go to the website godsglorybox.com. Choose a one-month, three-month, six-month, or 12-month subscription. Use the promo code GOODNEWS5 for $5 off a one-month subscription or GOODNEWS10 for $10 off a longer subscription. You can get God's Glory Boxes for yourself or as a gift, cancel whenever you want, and the best part is that for each box sold, God's Glory Boxes will donate five meals to hungry people in the community. Help spread God's glory today by starting your subscription at godsglorybox.com. And remember to use the promo codes GOODNEWS5 or GOODNEWS10 to take advantage of your special Good News discount. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to The Good News. If you like The Good News program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com AngieAustinRadio.com Just click on Contact Me. I would would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Well, hello, hello. This is producer Dave. I'm sitting in for Angie today, and I've got a very awesome interview with our good friend that we met through 
Lee Schaefer is how uh, Angie introduced me and Andy Garcia together. I have Donna Hetzler and Michelle Betts here, and we're going to have a really great conversation. Uh, Andy Garcia has had a very interesting life. Uh, he has ups and downs, and but everything has had everything that he's gone through has pointed him to the direction that where he is today, where he gets to use his music, his beautiful music, to minister to people and to share the love of God with everybody. And it's re- just a real good uh, pleasure to have you in here today, thank Andy. Thanks so for much. being here. No, it's an honor for sure. I'm so excited to be with you guys. So thank you. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself that maybe I want, I'm not going to be able to tell uh, tell the listeners, and uh, and then we can kind of go into your recent event at the Broomfield Center, and then we'll talk about how that went. Absolutely. You know, I uh, I grew up uh, in Dallas, Texas, and uh, in a pretty you know uh, bad neighborhood at the time, and um, uh, it was Oak Cliff, and um, God just, you know, it was crazy. I mean, you would see guys shoot from uh, across the street to each other, you know. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, what's going on here, you know. Right. And, uh, you know, growing up in the hood is a little tricky. Never had a dad. And uh, my mom was um, the only working parent in the house. And, you know, I had a lot of cousins, some Mexicans. So a lot of cousins, you know, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of family. You know? <laughs> I love my nice, family. Nice it's having amazing. a lot of family. I'm Italian, too, so yeah, we're so very all, similar, right? Yeah, it's all about family. And, yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, uh, with that, with cousins and family, uh, it wasn't really my friends that I, I hung out with that got me in trouble. It was more of my cousins because they were all in the in gangs and things of that nature. I mean, they they were pretty associated and, and close with them. And, and not having a dad, you find some uh, insecurities that you, you have to face, you know. And uh, um, which is kind of hard, but yet at the same time you realize that uh, God is your daddy. And, mm-hmm. and you realize that... Uh, no matter what you go through, no matter where you've been, he, you could always overcome if you just believe and understand who your fa- true father is. And so, when did you di- like kind of discover that though? Was it pretty young? Like, I don't have a father, but God is my daddy. I mean, it's a beautiful statement, especially coming from a big manly man like you. You know, it's just so endearing to hear that. But then, you know, kind of at what age? Did you experience that? You know, it's crazy because my grandpa was a tile setter for about 60 years. And my and my uncle, uh, they used to travel with the Galileans. And so it was an old Southern Gospel group that traveled with old, like, the Imperials and things like that. And so what I, re- what I, what I realized when I got older, um, I saw Jesus through them, even though I didn't understand uh, what I was seeing. And so I, I would look at them as, um, kind of more like a father figure in my life, especially my uncle Frank, he would take me fishing and things like that. And then all of a sudden I saw a split from my aunt and, and, and him. And I was like, Oh man, it kind of hurt my heart because I, I kept seeing those bondages and those hurts over and over again. But it was more like when I was probably more like in middle school uh, that I really, you know, seventh grade, sixth grade, right in that area that I really realized I got saved when I was about 13 years old, 14 years old, right in that area. And, and when I got saved, that's kind of when all these things started playing in my head, even though I dealt with anger and frustration and, you know, I, I dealt with insecurities, like people were like, um, you know, just trusting people and, 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 
And I was kind of like a mama's boy, you know. It's it's weird, right? Yeah, because that's seriously, your, yeah, I don't see that awesome. at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was a mama's boy, and 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 my wife, my my mom, she always worked all the time. But yet, I love people so much because I saw it through my grandfather, who loved the Lord with all his heart. He actually, at one time, there was an accident where my mom was in critical conditions so bad that the news reported it at that time where half of her brain was uh, gone. So she actually has a metal plate in her brain because my, my grandfather was an alcoholic. And when this happened, uh, it, it just turned out that he was done. He, he couldn't believe what he did. And so he went to church one day. His friend invited him to church. And at the altar, the power of God hit him so much that when he repented that day, God just began to just heal his heart. He said that he had this burning sensation in his body, and the in the the liquor and all those things just literally left his body. And he, from that point on, he was so radically touched by God and so radically saved that he never touched a, an ounce of alcohol never again in his wow, life. Wow, that's the transforming Amazing. power yeah, crazy mm -hmm. of God and just being touched like mm -hmm. that by and moved by God. Yeah, and way. and that's kind of how I learned that's kind of how I learned from who God really is. I started seeing my grandpa and I started seeing my uncle. They loved they loved this man called Jesus. Well then one day I go to this Assembly of God church uh, uh, in 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 DeSoto, Texas. And uh, a big old guy named Brian Bickerstaff, he, he was on the power team for the church, you know, at that time where they break bricks with their heads and right. brush water <laughs> bottles and all that stuff. Well, he, he, uh, he, he just comes up to me, kisses me on the forehead and say, who is this big old white dude kissing me on the head? <laughs> I grew up in the hood and here's this guy kissing the Mexican <laughs> on the head. And, you know, back in that day in the South, you know, you had this racial tension and stuff like that. Yeah. But to see this white dude that just looked so big and muscular come up and give me a kiss I said man on my forehead I said man this guy right here loves Jesus to do mm -hmm. that to me I said whoever that guy is and whatever heart he whatever he's doing I want to know mm -hmm. and so uh we started going to the project ministry with him and he invited me and right there I got saved in the projects uh, and, and I was just on the ministry trip with them, mm. and he turns to me and says, Andy, have you ever asked Jesus into your life? And I said, nah, man, and right there, we just did it right there, and it was cool, and ever since then, I, I quit smoking, I quit cussing, and it was like a, it's like coming like my grandfather, you know? Right. Now, I still had other issues, but at that point in time, my life changed for Jesus, you know? And so I love that, too, because you say I had other issues. Like, God meets us where we're at, mm -hmm. you know, on the road of brokenness. And, yeah, there were some life-changing things, but you realized as you walk along with him, you're going to work on these things. But he met you where, right where you were at and transformed you right then and there and Absolutely. said, walk with me and we'll work on the rest of it as we go. So what I know, music is a huge part of your ministry now. And how did that come to be? And what, where did your passion for music come from? And how did that, because it seems like there wasn't that much music going on in your life before. Yeah, you know, actually, I, 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 because my uncle was in the Galileans, um, you know, I saw him have these nice BMWs and all these things. And I got to go on a, a tour bus with them. And 
uh, I started seeing him and I really looked up to him and they really took me in as a, as a son. And um, uh, I got spanked by him, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, which some people are like, ah, don't spank anymore. But hey, I'm glad I got spanked because I'm the man. Uh, I'm who I am today because of that. And I know it's sometimes hard for parents to understand that. But but I really appreciated that discipline in my life. And if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be who I am today. And uh, But he really inspired me. All my cousins played. Um, my cousin has actually uh, been on tour a, a lot of times. He, he works in the sound. All my cousins, uh, my cousin Jeremy, he plays here around town with me. Uh, he plays drums. My, um, all of them play an instrument. And I started seeing them up on stage, and I really became an intercessor first. And I didn't know what intercessor was called, intercessory prayer. I didn't know none of that stuff because, you know, in today's time, it was kind of crazy. But, you know, they look at that as, oh, man, that's weird. But, no, I, I, I actually enjoy praying. I mean, I love praying. I mean, that's where, I, that's where my roots are at. And so when... When I realized, I turned, I, I remember turning to the stage and, and in my heart it just said, God, I want to do that. And I remember as a young boy, I, I used to look at the Grammys and I said, man, God, I just want to be on the Grammys one day. I didn't know God at the time, I, right. but in my heart, I just, I knew something was in, in there that said, I want to be there on that stage. Mm -hmm. And then I started seeing my cousins. And then as I'm praying, that same thing happened to me there. And then a coincidence happened my youth pastor our youth pastor he left and he came to Denver Colorado well on the way home me and my cousin Bob were listening to uh, uh, Daryl Evans uh, back in the 90s you know right. he's still around uh, Daryl still around today uh, doing some stuff but but we were talk. Uh, I was singing and my cousin turns to me and goes Andy you can sing I said man you are crazy <laughs> I said there's no way I can sing and, uh, you know, and growing up in special ed, because of I ne never had a dad and all these things, um, it was hard for me uh, school-wise to do certain things. But growing up in uh, special ed, I was like, man, there is no way I can sing in front of people. But I remember I took the challenge just out of the blue. It was just something that just said, yeah, I'll do it, you know, if you're with me. And so that's what I told my cousin. I said, I'll do it if you're with me, man. He goes, dude, I'll be with you 100% all the way. And we just started practicing every day for weeks on end. And I remember the first time I ever started playing music was when I was in, uh, about 16 years old. And there was 40 of my peers. They were all laughing at me because I was forgetting the words. They had the words in back of me. And I just felt so dumb and so stupid at that time where I was like, God, you're going to have to guide me the rest of the way. And, and, and he has. And I know to this day that the only reason why I'm on that stage is because my daddy takes me on and off. And that's it. I don't, I, I mean, people say, man, you have a great voice, this and that, and blah, blah, blah. But the reality is, is God takes me on and takes me off. And I know when it's time to go off, it's, it, that's it, you know, and I know when it's time to go on. And the anointing comes when it comes. And when, and when I'm off, I'm like, I really don't like singing. You know, my throat hurts. <laughs> it's like, ah. But inside my heart, I know that this, this is what God's called me to do and, mm -hmm. and speak to people that 
we're are in the same or we're in the same position. You know, at this event this past weekend, a guy comes up to me and says, man, I could totally relate not having a dad. And now he's an engineer, makes a lot of money doing all these things. And just sharing that testimony of, of not having a dad and uh, dealing with the issues that I've dealt with, with reading, with girls, with feeling insecure. I mean, only Jesus can set me free. And that's mm. what's happened. Mm. So. so going from that spot to being signed with Dream Capital Records, like how did that come about? Because I love, I was writing your quote, like God puts me on and takes me off the stage. I love that humility too. Thanks. And um, being called and know you're calling. And when he's saying, yes, get in the limelight and okay, now it's time to retreat. So, so how did it transpire to get you there? So I had a good friend of mine, uh, 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 Scotty Flint, and then uh, uh, Aaron Bag. Well, a good friend of mine, he, he uh, does expect hope uh, ministries, ministers to uh, kids and help kids all around the world. Um, he kind of, We were in a meeting one day and uh, we we're doing this thing called Hope Fest that happened in Centennial here in Denver uh, or at Centennial uh, uh, Park over here. And um, and we're in this meeting. And my buddy Scotty just says, hey, man, I just got one thing, a favor to ask you. And he was talking to Aaron at the time. And and um, he goes, as long as you can hook Andy up with a, a record deal. you know." <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how it all happened. And I was like, what are you doing? Man? This about something totally different. It was crazy. And God just opened up the door. I mean, Dream's a great label to, to be uh, with. And uh, they have great hearts. They're golly guys that really want to see, um, you know, the presence of God come. And so it's really, really cool. Um, but that's kind of how that happened. Uh, you know, so I'm just excited. Yeah, that is totally exciting. So we only got a few minutes left, about four minutes left. Why don't you tell us about the, I know you just were at Life of Valor last weekend. <clears throat> tell us about how that went. Uh, you, obviously, you were excited. That's a really big event every year. And then uh, tell us what's next for you. So, you know, I was just at Life of Valor, and I tell you what, those uh, uh, the men uh, that really need to be at those places were there. And it was the coolest thing. I mean... I know I needed to be there. Uh, there's uh, Life of Valor's with a bunch of Navy SEALs that God called them to do this. And, you know, everybody tries to compare to venues or, or events of, that, of the past. But really, Life of Valor is just an awesome event that um, a bunch of men got together. And here's these tough guys that are speaking at this event that have seen crazy things all over the world. I mean, one of them, I mean, I can't say certain stories, but, but there's a lot of things that has, uh, that these guys do teach. And it's just awesome to be around Navy SEAL guys that love Jesus, but that, you know, go and kill people at the same time. It's weird, right? <laughs> they love Jesus, but they have to, they have a job to do, That's you right. know, and, 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 and they wanted to see men rise up to be men. Um, and I think that there, there's a movement that, Men are trying to to still find out who they were, just like I am, you know. But yet at the same time, there's a bunch of men who do know who they are, and 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 those guys are the guys that need to teach other people. There's a lot of mentoring that needs to be uh, uh, going on in our, our in our world today, especially with men with men. I mean, if men knew who how much power that they do have, I think our world could be a better place sometimes. And I think sometimes we just don't know, and we kind of we kind of fumble across uh, uh, in life to try to figure this whole thing out called life. But at the same time, 
There's a bunch of people that are godly men who have figured it out and are living the godly lifestyle that need to teach boys and guys like me who didn't have parents mm-hmm. or didn't have a dad um, to to really be a man uh, after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, and you spread that message. And I think it's so important. And um, Life of Valor is such a cool event. So yeah. um, I appreciate all that. So anything next? you have other... You have a record coming out, or you got some dates coming up, anything like that? Where where can we find you? Things like that. Absolutely, you can find me on Andy Garcia Music uh, uh, dot com uh, or the Andy Garcia uh, uh, official. Uh, music.com i think that's what my my son he's 16 years old just started a a marketing company uh he graduated high school and just started uh, marketing for me so he's changing everything around but (laughs) yeah you could definitely find me at andygarciamusic.com on facebook we do have some stuff going on uh i just moved to nashville from denver been in uh uh, denver for about 20 years but i feel like god's calling us to do uh to move to nashville and we just did that over july 4th weekend so a lot of things are are coming up. I am playing at a couple of churches here in Denver, one at the Ascent Church. Uh, we're doing the Faith Night at um, uh, the Pepsi Center on October 26. Um, so we're, get, we're getting ready for that. Um, and that's about it for right now. There's a lot of other things in the works, but that's what's happening right now. Well, thank that's you guys. so awesome. And thank you so much for being here, Andy. Yes, absolutely. Yes. The, your love it fills the room. It does. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's infectious, and your story's so great. And I think our listeners are really, uh, you know, remember this interview and i know i'm going to remember it and i i can't wait to tell angie about it and thanks for coming in and everybody go to andy garcia music.com to find out where you can see him maybe we'll even make a trip down to nashville i mean if you're going to make music come on that's where you want to be yeah let's go (laughs) thanks for being in and uh and we'll be right back all right, I have Melissa. She's an ambassador with ARC. You know I love ARC. I get great deals there, but the money goes back to the community and helps so many people. Melissa, tell me about ARC. ARC is just an amazing foundation who helps people with intellectual disabilities, and it's just amazing. I love working there. I've worked there for almost five years. Well, and I feel like there's a family environment there. Now, when I shop at ARC, we always say shopping with a purpose. So let's say I spend $10 at ARC, but how does it help other people? When you buy stuff at the ARC, it helps people with intellectual disabilities. It helps the community. I like working at the ARC thrift store. It's really fun. So well, I think you have such a fantastic personality. I think one of the best things about ARC are the ambassadors like yourself because I think you guys are the heart of the organization. And I find so much positivity, encouragement, and I want ARC to come to my house with a truck. What do I call? You call 303-238-JANE. Again, the number is 303-238-JANE. The website is arcthrift.org. Again, it's arcthrift.org. You rock, Melissa. Thank you for coming in to talk to me about art. Having fun in the mountains is easy year-round, no matter what your age with YMCA of the Rockies. Come fill your fall days and nights with our exciting Halloween spooktacular programs and entertaining activities. This year at the YMCA of the Rockies, there is something for everyone at our Halloween spooktacular events. Come join us for our Monster Mash skate party, our all-ages costume trick-or-treat night, our kid-friendly haunted house, plus many other special activities specially designed for the fun and exciting Halloween season. YMCA of the Rockies is an ideal vacation located in a stunning environment that helps build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for campers of all ages. Go to the planning guide under the activities tab at ymcarockies.org for more information. 
Fill your Halloween season with fun, exciting, and affordable adventures at YMCA of the Rockies. Go to ymcarockies.org to book your stay today. Joining us today, uh, just somebody with a really important mission and message. Dr. Carrie August is with us to discuss something that if I told you the statistics, if I said to you cancer is the leading cause of death in American women, and it doesn't have to be, you would say, well, what do we need to know? And I can't answer those questions. So uh, Dr. Carrie August, director of uh, anatomic pathology at the Advocate Illinois Masonic Medical Center in Chicago is here. Uh, Dr. August, welcome to the show. So happy you are here. Mike, thank you so much for having me. Well, this topic is so important. Look, I'm a guy who has uh, a wife. I have four sisters. I have a bunch of sisters-in-law and nieces. And just there are so many great women in our lives. And we need to make sure that they're getting the right care for all of the problems or prevention of problems in their world. And your focus is on, on cancer for women, specifically in the communities that aren't served enough. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. Well, we are part of the CAP Foundation, and our foundation partners with local hospitals to provide testing for women in these communities, in particular for women who don't have the insurance to get their cervical cancer and breast cancer screenings. It's such an important issue. Uh, testing, testing, testing. Make sure you're screened for both breast cancer. We know about mammography. We've talked at length about self-examinations. But, you know, the cervical cancer screening is one that seems to be victimized most often by embarrassment. Why, why are we embarrassed to encourage people to get cervical cancer screenings? You know, Mike, I think that because it's an intimate part of the body and because an exam involves having an intimate part of your body checked, I think there is a lot of embarrassment around it. But it's so vital that women get these tests. And that's why we provide this program in particular for women who don't want to do it otherwise and they don't have insurance and they don't know what will happen next. And the spectacular part of our program is that women don't just get the test, they get the result delivered to them by a pathologist who's a physician before they leave the program site that day. And if they have a result that indicates they need more testing or some kind of treatment, they talk with representatives from the sponsoring hospital right there on site to set up the next steps and talk about how they will pay for them or how they will be paid for. So women don't just get a result sometime two weeks later. They find out either that they can be reassured they're fine right then and there, 
or they get the help they need right then and there discussed with them by a physician who's a pathologist and they get the help with taking the next steps right the same day. That is so important. What Dr. Carrie August is talking about is the C test and treat program, and it all happens in one day. It's for testing for cancer. We're talking breast cancer. We're talking cervical cancer. We're talking, guys, it's important to tell the women in your lives that this is available. I'm going to throw this out there. Information available at foundation.cap.org, C-A-P.org, or at yourpathologist.org. Really important sites to get information. Doctor, I don't have a lot of time. I could talk to you all day. What role does a pathologist play in a cancer diagnosis? You know, we're the doctors you don't see, but we're actually with you every step of the way. We're the doctors who look at the cells on the pap smears. We're the doctors who look at the tissue biopsies under the microscope, decide a diagnosis, do all the additional testings to help your other doctors make the plan to treat you. And when a patient has surgery for a cancer, we're the doctors who figure out all the details like, is the cancer completely removed? Is there cancer in lymph nodes? And we form part of the treatment team with surgeons, oncologists, radiation oncologists, radiation, radiologists, and all the other doctors and healthcare professionals who work together to make the best plan for each patient. Dr. Kerry August, the early detection is so important to treatment and survival the work you do is appreciated even if you almost never see a patient just know that all of us out here who have women in our lives that we care about that we love we appreciate the work you do thank you dr august i uh, I, I can't tell you how important this is thank you so much thank you mike Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.